Hi, my name's Carly Reed from CX Today, bringing you all the latest customer experience news from the industry. Now, today we're joined by Toby Capello, IBM's Vice President of their Expert Lab. Welcome, Toby. Thank you, Carly. Good to be here. Great to have you here, too. Thank you so much. Now, we're here today with Toby to discuss AI in CX and perhaps the things that businesses should be taking into account before deciding on AI projects. So with that in mind then, Toby, let's get down to our questions. Now, first question for you today then, Toby. Um, what are the common factors that you think are driving these big businesses to delve into the world of AI and CX? Good question, Carly, I'm glad to be here. Uh, it, I answer this kind of two ways, but they're related to one another. So the first is, if you would ask me this 18 months ago, I would have given you one answer. You asked me this today, I'm gonna give you a slightly different answer, but they're related. Uh, 18 months ago, the number one uh, or overarching driver for organizations adopting AI for their customer experience, uh, part of their business, was the change in expectations of their customers. Uh, with smartphones and access to technology and real-time data and wanting more and more information uh, before they ever talk to a customer service rep, giving an example is 75% of uh, customers go on the website and do a search for everything they can before they ever call a customer service agent, which means they want as much information as they possibly get. That was going to be driving what organizations need to do to transform their customer care, customer experience part of their business. Um, and even then, what I said to many organizations was, it's not if you're going to adopt AI, it's when. It's coming, you need to do it, otherwise you're gonna be irrelevant. When, since we've gone through the pandemic, we've seen a dramatic increase in customer experience inquiries, call center calls, call center requests, call center asks, 10 to 100 times more than they ever, than organizations ever had before. So now not only is it's not if, it's when, it's an actual imperative for organizations to do this because they can't handle it with traditional methods with manpower, with humans, with any other, they have to adopt something that allows them to scale. And we've seen that in, in across businesses, large and small, uh, as an imperative for the overall organization. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Toby. Now, some studies suggest that there are these big AI projects that fail to even get off the ground, which is, of course, extremely shocking. So, Toby, with that in mind, could you perhaps give our viewers a bit of an insight into things that businesses uh, could do to make these big projects far more successful than they are? Sure can. Uh, most of those challenges of moving from proof point to production are due to organizations dipping their toe in the water. They know they need to do something. Back to my head, it's not if, it's when. I know this is imperative. They've gone to some conference or they've talked to some partner or they've talked to somebody they know that's in the space and somebody said, hey, we're looking at AI and they're hearing that more and more. And even with the pandemic, we've seen the adoption and acceleration of 50 to 75% faster than most organizations were thinking of AI into the overall transformation of the organization. So it begins with the fact that they were seeing if it could have value, but not contemplating the overall need of the organization, but also what's going to take to, to roll that out. Uh, as I uh, refer to, I had one customer tell me uh, as we went in to go speak to them about AI and their journey and what they were doing, they said, I've got a thousand flowers blooming in my organization. I got a thousand proof points all over there, but I've got nothing in production, nothing generating business value for my overall organization. Can you help me? And as you dig under the covers of what causes the paralysis, what causes the lack of movement from proof point 
to production. It typically is related to um, elements somewhat related to the AI technology, but more related to transformation change and adoption of technology in general. So for example, um, you're changing the way you interact with the customers. Well, guess what? That's not just AI technology or AI capabilities. That's going to change the front end of, uh, of an experience you have. It could be your website. It could be your call center. They could be switching out uh, an IVR for AI. What does that mean? So you have to now author and direct the flow of the, of the conversation uh, for your customers. Secondly, my customers are asking me for more and more data, more and more information about their order, about their accounts, whether or not I have multiple accounts. How do I give them that? So that now is driving integration. How do I get that data and bring that forward? So these are now complicating what's going on. And this again causes the paralysis. And so to, to go from a thousand flowers blooming to things in production, you've got to make sure you think about all of the elements of adoption, but also make sure you understand that this is something you got to go do and that you line up the different parts of change, which is going to be a big part of, of, of success. Perfect. Thank you so much, Toby. And what technologies do you think that these big businesses should be considering before even deciding on an AI project? The technologies are going to be fairly varied. Um, whether we're talking about machine learning and data science, there's technologies that cover that. NLP or natural language processing. Uh, when we talk about voice technologies, uh, we talk about digital technologies, we talk about integration technologies, user interface technologies. There's a variety of technologies to consider. Um, before even considering technology, I think what an organization needs to look at is what is what's the goals and outcomes you're looking for? How are you trying to change either a specific part of the business or the business more broadly? Then you begin to look at point either point solutions that focus on an area of my business or platforms that allow me to transform more broadly. What we're seeing organizations do is really take a platform approach because AI, machine learning, natural language processing is broadly applicable not just to customer experience, customer care, and client interactions, but for other parts of the business. And they can get reuse and uh, repeatability across those. Maybe not 100%, but at least some of what they do, they're building a foundation, whether it be some UI components, the integration of the data or the integration components they're coming up with. And even some of the intents and entities that they're coming up with may be reusable to other parts of the business. And so that's another piece. And then the last one is who's going to be interacting with the technology? Is it my IT organization or my business organization or somewhere in the middle, the, you know, the, the evolution of more and more people that are business technologists? And then what are the capabilities they have to go interact and what are the capabilities those technology providers have to make it easier for my team? Brilliant. Thank you so much, Toby. And what skills do you think teams should have when adopting AI into their CX strategies? So I'm going to go to the core skills that most people would think about. You definitely need to have some skills around machine learning, natural language processing. Am I talking about deep skills? No, but I'm talking about understanding uh, and, and a foundation of what's going on around those technologies, how you adopt them, but also how the interaction with technology changes. Uh, that's important. And at IBM, we work with organizations to build, like on the machine learning side, what we may call citizen data scientists. We work with an organization just before the pandemic and help them train 780 citizen data scientists across the organization so they can understand data and they can embrace it more, more broadly. Um, same thing goes along for uh, natural language processing. A bigger skill that's going to be critically important for being successful is change. Um, and I use that generally, but also use it very specifically. How do I understand change management? What change I'm going to be infusing upon 
uh, my organization, what change I'm going to be infusing upon my technology architecture and technology stack, and what change I'm going to be infusing upon the interaction between business and technology. And change isn't necessarily a specific skill, but it's a capability an organization needs to have. And then lastly, as you're looking at technology, the, the prior question, I would look for a partner that brings some of the deeper skills to the table for some of those early use cases until you figure out as an organization that you may need them. So for example, I'm part of Expert Labs within IBM. We work to help our companies, we our clients adopt these kinds of technologies. And I have people on my team far more educated than I am that have degrees in things like computational linguistics and master's degrees or PhDs. Uh, don't go acquire those skills until you know the, know you need them in your organization, but acquire them through a partner, through someone you can work with to then apply those and then determine if you need them long term. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Toby. And last question for you today, then. Could you perhaps give our viewers any ideas of best practices uh, when it comes to AI and CX? And do you have any case studies that you'd be willing to share with us today, please? Sure. Happy to do that, Carly. Um, and I think the case studies, typically organizations that are successful are direct, direct, directly tied to what those best practices are. And so if I look at the best practices, um, I start with number one and kind of threads through some of the things we've already talked about here today. Number one, commit to the change. Um, commit to this is something that's gonna be a part of your organization. Commit to this is gonna be something you're gonna provide to your clients in one capacity or another, but it's gonna be a change. Um, Committing to that change also means as an organization, you're accepting that your clients are going to want to interact with you this way. That's probably one of the biggest hurdles. Uh, most companies we've talked to over time says, uh, let's let's say it's a voice channel. Um, and uh, you've typically handled that either via an IVR or via call center agents. And all of a sudden, you now can't scale to 100 times the volume that's coming in. And you want to put uh, an AI solution on the front end of this. What we have typically will hear is, you know what, we can't do that. My customers don't want to talk to a computer. But what we found is quite the opposite. So number one, if you commit to the change, but commit to the change. So in a voice example, someone may come in and say, hey, I'm Carly, welcome to my solution. And how can I help you today? Or hit zero to talk to an agent. Most people are going to hit zero. Why? Just because that's behavior. I, I, I want to talk to an agent. I, want to, I don't want to talk to a computer. If you don't give them that, that option, they may find that the solution provides them the answers they need. So the University of Arkansas Medical Sciences Department, which provided a lot of questions and access to testing for the state of Arkansas during the pandemic, found exactly that. They were apprehensive, but they committed to it. They rolled it out. And what they found is now they had 30% of their constituents coming back multiple times to see if the testing protocols had changed if there were different things and guidance they had from the organization. And they were more readily willing to do that as a part of uh, talking to a computer because I wasn't talking to a human every time. And it, it was just, I, I know that I'm a good, an answer, the facts and the accurate facts is a part of interacting there. So commit to the change. And then number two, um, and there's a tremendous number of best practices, find an area of your business that you know is going to be most receptive that has the data that you need to be able to be successful uh, and then drive that forward and it's not you're not going to stop there you're going to go to other parts of the business as well so give you an example voice is more complex to deploy than digital on the website so maybe you don't start with voice you start with digital using it for my internal constituents 
is a little bit more controllable than sending it out to my customers. So maybe you start there. You've got to look at what your business benefit is and drive that. So if you look at those organizations we've had success with, uh, they've each driven that way. So one example is GM Financial. GM Financial is the financing arm of General Motors. You buy a car, you need to get a finance, you go through GM Financial. GM Financial was seeing a significant increase in volumes. They wanted to provide a more real-time data-rich interaction for their clients. So they rolled out AI externally first, digital channel first, they followed up with voice. And what they were able to see is not only improved interaction and satisfaction from their clients, but when the pandemic hit and the increase went 50 or 60% call volume went up, they handled it no problem. And so you're seeing that at other organizations we work with, Kroger, Humana, GM Financial, but also smaller, Maricopa County and University of Arkansas Medical Sciences Center, like I spoke about. So we're seeing adoption, large and small organizations. AI isn't only for the big organizations that have a lot of money. You can deploy very nimbly, very quickly. When we did the, a lot of work around the pandemic, we were deploying solutions for our clients in two to three days because they had to. So commit to the change, pick the right areas, start, embrace this, embrace the right partner in technology, and then you can see the success that we've seen in many organizations. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Toby. Now, sadly, that's all we have time for today. Special thanks to Toby from IBM for taking part. Thank you again, Toby. Yeah, thank you, Carly. Great to be here. Not a problem at all. Now, if you enjoyed our exclusive interview with Toby from IBM, then please do share our video on social media. It's always greatly appreciated when you do so. And do subscribe to our channel as well. So from myself and from Toby, that's all for now. My name's Carly Reed from CX Today. Thank you for watching.